Coming to you live from Parkview Studios, the loft today, or in the upstairs. Uh, this is the Brothers Catch Up, a podcast where two brothers come together to just talk about general happenings and catch up. I'm Sal Biazzi, with me is my brother, Frankie Biazzi. And uh, I think I got the intro better this week. Yeah, you nailed that. This is episode nine? Nine. We have nine episodes of a podcast. I think, Which is nine weeks. Yeah, and I think we've been together nine weeks. I think we have like nine listeners. One for each podcast. That's pretty good. Thanks to all nine of you. We appreciate you. And uh, when we have a bigger community, I'm sure you guys will be the presidents. Well, the multiple presidents, because like the United States, we will have a very divided fan base, I would assume. I wonder if there's like a contingency of people who listen to this podcast who are like, are they ever going to talk about things that aren't politics? And the answer is probably no. I think that's where I think we're just going to kind of land, right? Is that this this podcast is primarily going to be a political podcast? I don't think so. I think I think I mean, be... I don't think it can I don't think you can politics is so divisive. I don't think you can be a po- politics podcast for only like half of it, you know? No, but I think we will. Like, okay. I, <laughs> our listenership We're not doing this for them. Listen, audience, listen. I'm going to say it right now in episode 9. If you've listened this far, you'll know. We're not doing this for you. This is is a vanity project. This is true. Yeah. All right, so (laughs) the playoff playoff football this weekend has been crazy. Not really. It's been... All right. Titans-Ravens. Good game. Good game. Um, Ravens win. Colts, the Colts game was good. Colts game was good. I think the other games have sucked. Yeah. Seahawks Rams was awful. Yep. Bucks Redskins was kind of cool because that game was so dumb because of Henneke. But like, yeah. but that game was stu- that game should have never took place in my opinion. Yep. And then Bears Bears should be they shouldn't be allowed to play in the playoffs. Yeah, I think the Bears and the Redskins. They just ruin the playoffs and every year. By Redskins, I mean the team formerly known as the Redskins. Just the football team. The football team. Which I think they should keep that name. We've talked about the Redskins name before. You know what I want them to be called, right? The Pigskins. The Pigskins. Yeah, I mean, it's genius. It's I don't perfect. know that they haven't thought of that. <laughs> like, they're... Uh, you they're... don't have to change... You don't even have to change much. Their fan base, they have like a history of having players and fan bases referred to as the Hogs. It's so like you just put a pig face instead of the Native American face, and then you're the pigskins. And they footballs it, are pigskins. They should make it a Native American pig, though. <laughs> like, with <laughs> just, a headdress. Just like, everyone's like, no! No, no you don't get it. No, don't that's do not it. why. We should, it wasn't the red part. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. Uh, but no, they should just make it a pig. Like with Probably like, a, like one of those old-timey leather... Airplane pilot ha- helmet things on it. I don't know why, but you know what? I think that's a good helmet for it. I was kind of thinking of um, what is it? Is it Ninja Turtles that have <laughs> the villains? That's the pig. Yeah, it's like the hog. Yeah, I'm picturing like that guy. That kind of like, like a, a nose a, ring, like a biker, like and a like leather a mo- hat, a mullet, <laughs> yeah, a mohawk. I mean, yeah, that would be cool too. Yeah. Um, yeah, the games haven't been great this weekend. Right now, we're kind of watching the Bills. See- uh, not the Bills. Oh, the- yeah, we said the Bills. Colts was good. Right now, we're kind of watching the Browns Steelers game the in the background. Steelers, which is kind of cool. Which, like, if you're gonna have a blowout, having it be from the underdog is kind of cool, I guess. And it being the Browns is entertaining. So, but I mean, there's so much time left. The Browns could still blow it. 
No, they probably won't. By the end of this podcast, <laughs> we'll I let you know what fully happened. expect it to be close game. <sighs> so, and then in other news on our team, yeah, what's going on? We didn't expect to have anything to talk about the Dolphins. But yeah, do- oh my God, Big Ben! Pick them off! Oh my God! <laughs> All right, the Browns are going to be in, he- steep in Steelers territory. Are they? And he's going to score? No, but they're in, on the fifteen. So wow, the Bra- the Browns are going to pour it on. Sorry for all the Steelers fans out there. You know, like, in Little League, how there's, like, the mercy rule? The yeah. 10-run rule? Professional football should put that. Yeah. Because now, fans at home, the only thing you're watching this game for is, like, the over. <laughs> like, that's... If you if you bet the over, you're still interested no, in I this mean, game. Again, if they hold them to a field goal, it's still so early... It's not over. I fucking hate when a receiver puts their hands up to catch the ball. And, and they just it in the air. Launch it in the air. Yeah, that's Like, so good. much bad can happen from this. Like, don't do that. If you're catch not going to catch it. Like, don't touch don't, it. Yeah, like, fucking. Um, yeah, so we were talking about, we were about to talk about the Dolphins. The yeah. Dolphins are being rumored to be trading for Deshaun Watson, or trying to trade for Deshaun Watson. And in that trade would be Tua and first-round picks, and Frankie and I really don't want it to happen. Okay, so here's the most likely trade scenario. Tua... Our first round third pick, our first round 18th pick this year, and then first round next year. Yeah, no. That's so much. I don't want to do that. There's so much you could do to help your team out with three first round picks. Yeah, don't do that. Then, you know, that, that's not even talking about the fact that you're bringing in Deshaun Watson's salary, that he brings with him a huge cap hit, like a dead cap hit, if you choose to cut him, which obviously you probably wouldn't, but just, you can't. And his first year isn't awful. Like it's not a it's not a ton of money, but I think year two it's forty million. It's a lot. We just we just drafted a rookie quarterback <laughs> that we want to build around that you that would have under control for the next for six cheap. years. Yeah, he costs you almost nothing. And if and if you, you get into the that contract, and you realize Tua is not the guy. You can move on in a million different ways. Like you can be flexible having Tua, but if you get to Sean Watson, you're really have to make sure that Deshaun Watson wins the Super Bowl at some point or yeah. it's a failure. And then, so really what the, I saw like the poll on Twitter and it was like Deshaun Watson or Tua and that's not what it is. You're not picking Deshaun Watson or Tua. You are picking Tua with a better team around him or Deshaun with, with the no team now. With the team now. Essentially. But maybe almost with like a little improvement. Well, maybe. Because you'll still have a little cap money this year. You have a little money you could spend. And, and you'll have some draft and picks. And then you could draft. You still have your second round picks. But then you're not getting, like... You're not getting top end talent. No. Think about the wide receiver like help. Touchdown? Yeah. Think about the wide receiver help and running back help the Dolphins need. Yeah. You're going to go into next year with Devontae and Parker. And you still need offensive line help. You're going to go into next year with Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, who has proven to you he cannot stay healthy. And you still like an edge rusher. Jakeem Grant, who cannot catch the ball. And a linebacker. And... <laughs> Miles Gaskin as your running back still? And like probably a punter at some point. That's the team you're going to run out there with Deshaun Watson? That's fine. Does but Deshaun Watson make us a better team? Absolutely. I think to it, say otherwise, I think, is dumb. I think Deshaun Watson, it's fair to say that he's a top-five quarterback, but I think that's not telling the whole story because, I mean, look at the Texans. I would argue that the Texans on offense, when they're fully healthy, are... About the same, if not better, than the Dolphins on offense when we're fully healthy. So, yeah. the, the Texans? Texans versus us, fully healthy. I think on offense, they're they're a better offensive team. 
Yeah, maybe, but I think it's close. Yeah. So, Deshaun Watson finished with five wins this year. Yeah. Or less. But, How many wins do they, well, they don't have? Four? They don't have, like, a defense. Four wins. That's why we're picking third. Yeah. So, he now, didn't, he, they were good, and the yeah. offense produced, and he did well. And he was in a lot of games that they probably shouldn't have been in. There was a lot of one-score games that they lost. But in spite of all that, it's not like he solved all their problems. No. Now, if you're a Dolphins fan who was like, gung-ho, I want Deshaun Watson, I totally understand it. I, I understand why you would want yeah. a guy with that much skill. I just don't like what it comes I just like, think you're better long-term yeah, sticking to the plan. Now, the other part of this now is Deshaun Watson has the no-trade clause. So what that does is, like, it can kind of... It gives him a lot of leverage. Exactly. So his trade value might not actually be that high. Like, it might only be Tua and one first this year, one first next year. But that's still, like, I still don't know if I want to do that. I don't think the Texans would trade him at that point. Yeah, probably not. So The Texans just want to get draft picks in this draft. That is literally the only thing. But All right. That's enough of that. So there's a lot of things that went on the last week. We did a live stream on the Capitol Hill protest the day it happened. Right. Um, Say it right. The insurrection. The coup. We're not going to get into that yet. I don't want to. Oh, okay. I want to put that off to the end. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about the tech censorship issue. You want to talk about but that? But I want to put that towards the end aside. Too. Towards the end too. Let's talk about your awful Star Wars take. It's not awful. It's not an awful take, I don't think. <laughs> I think it's pretty bad. A New Hope. <laughs> is it that good? <laughs> like as a film. Like as a film. Not just like... Not... I don't you know. No, like as a film. But like as a film, like in the annals of history of filmmaking, like, like that's not that good. No. Yeah, it's a terrible take. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't understand the... <laughs> Where it's like, like I don't like the listen, context. I'm 26 fucking years old. I don't know. I don't know the movies from the dawn of time, leading up until 1972 or seven, whatever the fuck that movie came out. I don't know. So I don't know what it did for the landscape of cinema. But you know what I know that I don't care because the movie is okay. That's it. Like it's not. People talk about Star Wars on such a level of, like, it's infallible, they're so good. No one says it's infallible. No, that's, that's the opposite. Say. No, that's what they say. Everyone crit- criticizes the shit out of Star Wars. No, but they only <laughs> criticize the prequels and the sequels. They don't criticize the original trilogy. Because it earned that. Then the original trilogy needs to get criticized. No, it earned that. And I'm that. here to do it. Because... You can criticize them. They're I'm going to criticize critique, but They're bad. They're not They're bad. They're not bad. I've only seen you, one. I've only seen it. one. And it's a good movie. I enjoyed it. But as a film, there's shit in there that's it's bad. The acting is bad. The writing is bad. No. The the transitions are so bad. No. You're wrong on everything. I'm literally not. Yeah. So and the, the story the story is good, but boring. I'll give you that sometimes the dialogue is clunky. Not I wouldn't say the whole act the there are lines in that movie that are so good. Oh, but Uncle, I want to go to the Tashi Station. Okay. I need to go get my power converters. Whatever. Like, what it's is that? One scene at the It's beginning like I'm watching a fucking high school play. No. Yeah. It's not that bad. No, it's but, not. But there are, there are moments in the movie where I can understand 
you might say like the dialogue can be clunky. Like there are in in uh, in elegant moments, but there are so many lines in that film that are so good. Like this is a, a high enough scum of yeah. This is not the, the droids you're looking for. for. There's just so many things, and then of course like this is your father's lightsaber, which is a great like just. I know we've talked about it before. The hero's journey that is constructed in Star Wars is really... It sets a precedent. I think... But I'm telling you, I think it gets looked at with rose-colored glasses. Because you go back... Because you said it today when we were talking about it. About how the the relationship Obi-Wan has with uh, Luke is this like big thing... They don't have a good relationship. Like they're You've together only seen for one like movie. twenty-five minutes. You've only seen one movie. He's dead. He's not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> they're together for like twenty-five minutes, and the only teaching he does is like when he's Luke is fighting the little floaty ball, and Obi Wan's like, "Here, put this helmet on." But that's a and great then Luke scene. Is like, I can't see. But that's a great scene to establish a, a lesson, a mentorship. It does that. And then he dies like t- fifteen minutes later. Well, he has to get out of the way. We're doing meet Yoda. He's like, uh, I gotta go. He's like, I gotta go walk around this Death Star for twenty minutes, sneaking around. So, how do you rank the Star Wars movies you've seen so far? Right now? Yeah. Um, Revenge of the Sith one. Attack of the Clones is probably two. And then Phantom Menace and New Hope are like dying. <laughs> Which I know is like a real Star Wars fan who's not my brother would probably punch me in the face <laughs> for that take. Like putting Phantom Menace and A New Hope on the same level, but like I'm gonna do it. Well, I would say that it's a terrible order. But I think it's funny because like when you called me with this take, you told me that you just thought A New Hope was a bad movie. But you had just finished telling me how what a good movie you thought uh, Phantom Menace was. And in my opinion, which I don't even think is really an opinion, in terms of just like how they are as movies, like A New Hope is a very good movie, objectively. A Phantom, and Phantom Menace is a pretty bad movie, objectively. Phantom, I still enjoy Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace, I think, is more entertaining. I, gosh. It's a pretty boring movie. For a long time. For like, those long stretches in that movie where nothing happens. I think A New Hope is boring. Like, no, New, A New Hope is really It's boring. way more fast-paced. You know why it's boring? Because like, even the fight scenes are boring. Obi-Wan fighting Darth Vader is awful. Them, all the... Because it's so it's much not gun a fight, fighting. It's not a fight of strength. It's so much gun fighting. Yeah, it is gun fighting. Pew, pew, pew. It's awful. No. It's so bad. That's kind of the fun of Star Wars. Like, the stormtroopers shoot all over the place. They miss everything. It's awful. Han Solo... You're like, the acting is bad. Like, Harrison Ford built his career on Han Solo. Like, like No, oh, I said... I said he's oh, good. Oh, boring conversation anyway. Come on, God! Like, we gotta do it. Han it's Solo so is good. And I like the humor he brings to the movie. Chewie. Okay. I forgot about Chewie. Chewie's... Chewie's fucking weird. <laughs> His eyes are like human eyes. <laughs> and I know because it's like a real person in the yeah, suit. Yeah, he just died. Peter Mall. Uh, Peter... Oh, man, I'm going to get his name. His eyes are so creepy. Like, to put like a real human's eyes inside of that thing, that's weird. But yeah, I like Chewie. But it's just weird. 
Yeah. I mean, it's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. But, again, I do think I would have a very different opinion had I done this watch in release order, starting with A New Hope. Because watching the the prequels and then going to A New Hope, I don't think it's fair. I, I think chronological order is not the way to do it. But too late. Like, I'm already past it. Well, we're going to see if that changes as you watch the next Yeah, I may, I may be back next week saying I was completely wrong. New Hope is actually awesome. Yeah. But for now. All right. So now I guess we can get into some of the heavier topics. Um, I think it's interesting that this was the week that big tech felt emboldened to deplatform Donald Trump and then unperson like dozens and dozens and dozens hundreds probably thousands of conservative accounts and i had 841 twitter followers at the start of saturday and today i have 726 which i don't care like i've never really been one to like really care that much who's like i don't ask for followers or anything like that but it is I mean, think about what a proportion of my followers were gone. I've seen people who have a lot of followers say that they lost hundreds of thousands. So you're talking about accounts that were just wiped. And if you think they're all bots or fake or whatever, I think that's... Michael Malice has lost a bunch of followers, I know that. Yeah. But I think that's delusional to think. Um, but it is more than that. I mean, you got to think, right? These companies were. I keep seeing the argument that they're private companies. Obviously, they're private companies. <laughs> but that doesn't make it okay. They don't. But they don't operate as private companies. Well, they do. Twitter and Facebook uh-huh. are no longer just like like luxuries, right? Like Twitter and Facebook at this point are like, listen, it, this is a right. Like this is a platform. That people get to have free speech. I mean, you're talking you're talking about leaders of all different countries are allowed to be on this platform, but like Donald Trump can't. Donald Trump isn't the, like the fucking leader of Iran. No. Well, I mean, it's just funny because the other day a viral tweet from China, like the Chinese, I even forget what it was, like the consulate or something, went viral because it was talking about how the Uyghurs were being like genetically, essentially sterilized. And how it's made them a more docile population. Like, that's, I mean, what you're talking about is insane. They put that out themselves. And then they don't get banned. So, like, it's just the double standard there is really hard to swallow. Especially when you consider all the things that Twitter leaves up on its website. I got into it with someone recently who suggested that there is just too much out there to get everything. Well, they really prioritize... Very, very conservative viewpoints, but like it gets they hide behind the label of hate speech or racism. This was a war started four years ago, longer, really longer, but four years ago, and Trump won. They used that as an opportunity to start this campaign of making the other side, the Trump supporter, the Republican, an enemy, a true enemy. By saying they are a threat yeah. to everything we love about this country. And they they won. The media published that 
peddled that narrative for four fucking years, and it won. And now you have these platforms banning people, and now you have these big companies like Google and Amazon banning platforms. So Amazon said their Amazon Web Service, they're no longer going to support Parler. So yeah. Parler has to find a new host host to host their shit. And no one wants That's to do crazy. it. That's crazy. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. So what I say but it's, what, is at this point, as of right now, if you feel your election didn't matter, you have nowhere to go and talk about these things, your president's kicked off the platform, how are we any different than China? I said it like election night that we're North Korea now. Like, really? What's the difference? Like, what's, what's really the difference? Because yeah. we have like a pretend freedom? In North Korea, most people understand that Kim Jong-un isn't literally God. But enough people believe that he's literally God to keep the rest of the population from saying and doing anything about it. So if you can keep people just comfortable enough not to rebel with enough fear of you know repercussion in government, it's getting to that point. Like I keep saying, we live now in a te- in a technocratic oligarchy. If you're sitting there defending big corporations, if you notice that the big corporations are on your side, and there's no bigger corporations who've ever existed in the history of mankind than these big tech corporations, if you are on their side, you're probably doing something that isn't in your best interest. If, unless you are also a billionaire CEO of a tech company, you probably don't have much interest aligning with the interests of these big tech companies. You have to understand what they are. And they act as a publisher and a platform. On the one hand, they say, hey, we could censor you because of our terms of service, but you cannot sue them for libel for the things that are published on their website. They are economically benefited from this situation, this specific and that, and that's instance. that's the other thing, right? It's like if they're going to do one thing, they have to be consistent in what they do. If you're gonna, if you're gonna make it so that you cannot share a news story about Joe Biden and his son, why can you? Why are you share other, anything about anyone on the Republican else side? Is okay. yeah. Everything else is okay. The only thing you can't share is bad things that are bad about prominent Democrats. So you can't. You cannot convince me otherwise that these companies are not. They're influencing com- completely. I don't know if it's a money thing. I don't know if they – or what. But, like, I mean, they have a liberal bias. The worst, a and most, percent. the worst and most painful aspect of it is I remember back in 2010, 11, 12, when the arguments about internet censorship really started to come up because places like Reddit that were founded on the concept of, of not being – being censorship-free, being a free speech platform, were starting to ban entire subreddits out of hand because of the content of the subreddits. Well, and people said uh, it should be up to the legal boundary. If it's not illegal to say, it should be legal to say online. And that battle was lost a long time ago. And because what's happening now isn't it isn't just an escalation. It is absolutely the end game. They are out there and they're demonizing and outlawing an entire ideology. You cannot be a Trump supporter. You cannot be identified with Trump. And Trump is just a centrist gonna, populist. He's are, not really a crazy right winger. No, we are going to get pushed underground, right? Like these, all these people are going to get pushed somewhere. Yeah, our podcast won't be able to stay up online. Like we're going to be pushed to some sort of underground. Whether that's like a real underground or a uh, metaphoric underground, but like that's. Our opinions, our existence, we're no longer allowed to exist because you, the other side, has, has deemed us 
Undesirables. Undesirables, violent, whatever the word is. Now, you know what I would call that is fascism. There are I would say I would say fascism is alive and well in this country, and the idiots who've been parading around this entire time are the ones fucking expanding it, They're ushering it in. But at the same time, to the same token, like we have to point out that Wednesday at the assault on the Capitol, you know, there was a tragedy. Like there were there were losses of life. We had a woman who was shot tragically. She was unarmed. It was a bad shot. There's a police officer who was inexcusably beaten to death. So, like, yeah. there is a real problem in this country when we have these type of incidences. And think about what happened all summer when you had protests and riots and you had death and destruction from the left. And then you have the same thing happening now from the right, the anger directed towards the politicians. But where the outrage really is coming from. It's not treason and sedition when you literally occupy segments of American cities. It is treason and sedition well, when you go and you you don't even threaten the politicians. Well, that's why. Well, that's why I think. I guess they did. They built the I, gallows. I was saying this before. Is like the outrage. <laughs> they didn't build the gallows. The outrage isn't fake. It's real. These, these people are really mad. Yeah. But it's manufactured. Like it, it's so. It's amped up by the media because you can't. There was not. There was not nearly. You could like. If you go online, you can sense the outrage and what happened on Wednesday. I was online all throughout the Black Lives Matter protests. There, no one was angry. No one was angry that the protests were happening. These people shut down cities. They burnt down small businesses. They caused destruction night after night after night after night. And then on Wednesday, you have... A segment of a broader section of Trump supporters stormed the Capitol. They had the injury to the cop, the death to the cop. There were more. I think there were like fourteen other cops who got injured. The woman who got shot. Outside of that, though, I mean, they they went into a building. And that was about it. And I think that there is a an obligation. To find out what actually happened. Because on the one hand, you do know and see that there is destruction there. You know, death and destruction. But at the same time, there's also plenty of videos that show the police ushering in these people into the Capitol. Yeah, like, it what? almost is like a photo op at times in certain ways. It's very awkward. The whole thing is awkward. So it has to be investigated. How did it get... We watched live mm -hmm. as they broke through the barricades. There was absolutely a wave of Trump supporters who stormed the Capitol. Yeah. And I said to you, like, I mean, this is something I've been dreaming about since college. The American people taking the fight to the Capitol. Now, well, I'm going to interject there. Because this is where I don't understand, right? It's like, I thought as much as the left and the right and the and the whatever you want to call them, because I know sometimes you don't like saying left and right, but like, whatever you want to call them, I thought we, as much as we all disagree, we kind of agree on the idea that the government is is at fault here. Yeah. The government fails us all yes. the time. 
So I don't know what I thought, but I, I did not see the sticking up for the government. Yeah, I really, I really don't get these people who are now defending and idealizing Nancy people like Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden. And but then for, at the same time... Chuck Schumer? Like, Chuck these are Schumer, your guys? Yeah, and then at the same time, even and then lining up to get behind and do the bidding of Twitter. Yeah. Jack Dorsey and Jeff Bezos and Mark Zuckerberg. These people are running to the defense of these people simply because they... It's really scary. They're fucking because, puppets, dude. Well, they're on a string. It's really scary because to me it's so evil. Like internet censorship of one side. And I'm I said to you the other day, like I can't wait for Trump to be out of office so that I can change my political affiliation back, back to, to Democrat. Democrat. I'll go back to the Democrat party. Now, what I what I what I can't believe is how many people in this country are so quick to defend the people at so well, I'm we, telling you, we like, knew I, were I the bad guys. I don't understand it. It's because these people have been beaten for the last four years. These people have been beaten into an emotional space where they feel like the only the only protector that can save them from the evil that is Donald Trump is the, is the federal government. Yeah, right. And it's so ass backwards. But this is what I said, right? Like. Trump, the, the the Democratic Party really capitalized on Trump winning. I really thought when Trump won, it was the switching of powers. We have power for the first time. Whereas like the people, it felt like the people had control. Drain the swamp, lock her up, all these things. He was spied on. His campaign was spied on. Yeah, we don't that's talk crazy. about that. That's crazy. Barack Obama used the entire spy apparatus of this fucking country to spy on an incoming president. That's banana republic stuff. And then they blamed Russia. Wild shit. This is wild shit. Nothing happened. And that's a failure on Donald Trump, but I don't know what he was fighting inside his administration. It seems like everything. It seemed like everything, right? The media. We we watched him fight the media for four years. Watched him fight the Nancy Pelosi's of the world for four years. And then the Democrats, when this all happened, they said, well, we're not going to even worry that Trump's president. We are going to use these next four years to make him the boogeyman and just get everyone to do our bidding. And it's and it worked. It has completely worked. And like I was about to say, like it is so evil to censor people online because you're absolutely disrupting the ability of the body of the body politic to have an honest discourse with itself. And of course it's evil. In 2016, these people are evil. In 2016, during the middle of the Bernie Sanders campaign, when it was clear that Bernie Sanders was building enough momentum to take the nomination for the Democratic primary, they banned Bernie supporters from Reddit. They injected a bunch of Media Matters bots. They invented Correct the Record to put out Hillary Clinton propaganda and slander Bernie Sanders. And then when the primary was over and Hillary Clinton had won the nomination and Bernie Sanders had gotten behind her, they got, they got sued. And their excuse for rigging the nomination wasn't to say we didn't do it. They said we're allowed to do it. You know, that should have been the sign that, like, Trump wasn't going to be able to do anything. Like, it's it was, like we were so far past it. Yeah. So far past it. Like, there was no turning back anymore. He tried, I think. He made a good act if he, if he wasn't. Trying, he, made I, I his, he convinced he me try. that he was trying. I think he had to try. Because 
the argument against Trump about the his corruption, like Trump's corruption and how how he's a threat to our democracy, that thought and that idea relies on another idea. And that other idea is that the people in our government actually care about fighting corruption. And that's why they've been going after Donald Trump so hard for four years. Wake the fuck up. They don't give a shit about corruption. Are you kidding me? They're all corrupt. Every single one of them. Nancy Pelosi's a goddamn millionaire. She's done nothing in her life outside of politics. Her father was in politics. Her brother. Where does this money come from? Her entire family is entrenched in that California government for decades. Where does the money come from? It comes from politics. It comes from politics. These people get into politics but even and they worse, get rich. Listen, but even worse than Nancy Pelosi and people like that are... You have to you have to look John Brennan in the eye and say he's my ally, the former head of the CIA, who has ties to like Saudi Arabia and is and a converted these, Muslim and, communist. And, these, and it's not listen, listen, it's not sensationalist to call him a converted Muslim communist. Like it's literal. So those types of things are crazy to me. And he's the person who's on CNN and MSNBC talking about what a threat Donald Trump is to the American public. And it's the media who are reporting lies from the CIA and the FBI uncritically as fact. Correct. They take these leaks that come in, run it as unnamed sources, and then that just becomes truth in our society. And then idiots online parade it around and say, this is decent journalism. But it's not. A journalist takes the anonymous source from the FBI and CIA agent and runs it through critically. And that's not what happens in our news. It's narrative construction. And by the way, real quick, narrative to go back to the uh, Reddit thing. Yeah. I was on Reddit two days ago, and I looked on the front page, it was, and I went to the Capitol story, because I guess it was on Wednesday when I did it. And like the people in the comment section are ch- cheering for the banning of all these subreddits, and it's like, what happened to you? It got taken over. What happened it's to done. Reddit? What happened to us? It what got happened? bought by China. That fucking video of that dude in, where is he? Uh, uh, what's the country, that guy, that video you sent me? Is he in Turkey? Uh, I don't know. Serbia? What are you talking about? Which video? The guy who's like, what happened to you, Americans? Oh, yeah. Like, um, where was that from? Uh, I don't remember. But... That guy nailed it. What happened? What happened to us? That we're okay with everything that's going on. Listen. Like, there are people, very few people, but, like, Michael Tracy. If you don't know who Michael Tracy is, please go follow him on Twitter. I think he's probably one of the smartest minds of of right now. No way. Don't give him that much credit. Okay, not one of our smartest minds. He's a great political... He's a good follow on Twitter. He's a great political thinker. He's a good political thinker. And he... I mean, I think he's a liberal. Like, I mean, in the true sense of what a liberal is, he's a liberal. And he calls out the bullshit on the left. He calls out the bullshit on the right. And he's like, how are people okay with what is happening right now? How could you possibly be okay with what's happening? But I don't think people are okay with it. I just don't think they know what to do about it. Oh, people are okay with it. Are you kidding me? No. Like, I think that in... Do Do you really... Seriously, you really think the people that we argue with daily? Oh, well, do you I, think they care? That's not that many people, though. It's an it's an inflated amount of people. No, I think because I they think have you're, started. I think you're listen, completely wrong. They they're a decade into censorship. Like it didn't just start the other day. 
They've controlled the high ground in this fight for the last 10 years. For the last 10 years. So they are on Reddit especially, but on Twitter now primarily because it's happening, it's happening in mass these days. And on Facebook, these are places that are dominated. And this is what I said the other day too to you. The left, that ideology is dominating our culture and our politics. It's everywhere. It's dominating. It's everywhere. So it's getting to a point where it's unsafe. And we have historical context. Like they can't tolerate conservative talk. Everything is racist. Everything is dangerous. Everything is hate speech. Everything is violence. The loose definitions. And the scary thing about it is that it's essentially not very different from the Alinsky Marxist playbook. And it's st- and the biggest reason why no one gives it any credence when you try and make this argument is that because we're so far down this rabbit hole and path that it, people just immediately turn off when you say the words communist or Marxist. Okay, so- they think you're a nut job or they think that you're, you don't know what you're talking about. But when you actually look into the nitty gritty of what these minds wanted you to do, you change what people say and how if you, ch- if you control the language they use, you control their actions. People are so afraid to go against a counterculture, to say something wrong, whether it's gender pronouns, whether whatever it is, at the end of the day, they want to be able to tell you what you can and can't say. On Parler, one of the reasons why they're banning Parler is for the phrase, uh, nothing can stop what is coming. Now that's a dangerous phrase because it's a veiled threat. Okay. Well, guess what? Then everything is a veiled threat. So I would like to kind of dig deep into this. Maybe not super deep, but just kind of... Over the past four years, what was the thing Donald Trump was accused of the most and his supporters? What, what were we called the most? Nazis. Nazis. So let's let's really <laughs> no seriously. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's like so ironic. It's, it's really funny because I don't remember ever trying to stifle anybody's opinion. I don't know. Over four say years. whatever you want. I don't remember trying to take people who disagreed with me and said I think you should be. I think you should be banished from platforms. Yeah. I don't think you should be allowed to speak. I think you should actually be maimed and hurt. Yeah. That they, Charged with treason. They're running the Nazi playbook. It's crazy. And it's working. But, so I saw this um, a couple days ago, and I want to read it real quick. So this is, remember, social, socialism leads to communism. So how do you create a socialist state? And then it's going to go through eight bullet points. I'm going to read I've the, seen this before. I want to read Multiple the bullet times, points. Yeah. Can I do it? Yeah, go for it. It's okay. good. One, healthcare. Control healthcare and you control the people. Two, poverty. Increase the poverty level as high as possible. Poor people are easier to control and will not fight back if you are providing everything for them. Three, debt. Increase the debt to an unsustainable level. That way you are able to increase taxes and this will produce more poverty. Four, gun control. Remove the ability to defend themselves from the government. That way you are able to create a police state. Five, welfare. Take control of every aspect, food, housing, income, of their lives because that will make them fully dependent on the government. Education. Take control of what people read and listen to and take control of what children learn in school. Seven, religion. Remove the belief in God from the government and schools because the only people need to believe in only the government knowing what is best for the people. Eight, class warfare. Divide the people into the wealthy and the poor. Eliminate the middle class. This will cause more discontent and it will be easier to tax the wealthy with the support of the poor. I mean, does that not show a lot of parallels with where we're kind of at right now? I have seen a lot. 
in the past few days of people who have genuinely been acting as if the church is the state. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I had an interaction with someone personally, and I had seen it in arguments just on social media, where people are beha- behaving, acting, speaking, thinking in large numbers, as if any sort of entry, trespass, destruction of the capital is the same thing as treason. And that's a dangerous... That's bootlegging. Michael, like, Michael, Malice, Michael Malice calls it the cathedral. And it's not that. It can't be that. But it is. Because we live in, we're not in a democracy. Right now no, we're not. No, so no. like the idea that now like it's we're just like I said before, we're just in a dangerous place. Especially I mean, if Joe Biden gets I mean, into office. Uh, it was in just five, it was in ten just, days. It was just four weeks ago. When we're, It'll be nine when you just, listen to this. It was just four weeks ago where we were talking about election fraud. Yeah. How how far gone are we from election fraud? <laughs> Forget that. We have we still we have no answer. All our questions, no answers. <laughs> we're told there's no evidence. Shut the fuck up. It's and an authoritarian. We live you know in authoritarian. Here we are. I really think we gotta move. Like, and not like move states. Like, I think you gotta get out of this country. I'm, in, I'm working the on a problem. The problem is, Paul. Let me read you this. The problem is, where do we go? Amanda suggested the UK. That's no, worse. No, don't go there. Costa Rica. Is that the option? I feel like that's too American. Like, aren't there a bunch of American shit there? Like, <laughs> The chorus of this little poem thing I'm writing is, so if you wanted to get out, you should have left a long, long time right? ago. Right? It seems too <laughs> late. It seems too late. Oh, God. Um, listen. Like, <clears throat> not to get, I don't want to put, I'm going to put a little warning on this in case you want to edit this out. Personally, I don't want to get too much into our personal lives, but like, we want to we want to support our families going forward through our own business. Sure. Doesn't that seem so scary right now? It seems better though than if we didn't have the business and we were doing other things. I don't know. It doesn't feel that much better. Like feel a little better. I mean, if we were working like somewhere, let's say we were if you're like working at Amazon. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> tough. I mean, it's tough for everyone right now, obviously. But it's scary in the moment, no matter how you look at it, whether you're someone who's on the other side who and thinks we're crazy and thinks that COVID is a bit, whatever it is. Is it too late for Tulsi Gabbard to come out riding a pale horse and save us all? Yeah. Probably. She has no support. Right. Sucks. But again, you know what? That's such a, like, she has no support in the Democratic Party. Yeah. There's no infrastructure for someone like Tulsi Gabbard. A true Democrat has no support in the Democratic Party. Yeah. Fucking laughable. We live in a corporate oligarchy. If you're supporting big corporations, if you ever find yourself with the political opinion that aligns with a big corporation, you are most likely not doing the right thing. And I was, by you, not. I'm not going to get into morals. I try not to say. I not try to judge people's morals when I'm judging their political opinions because I don't know what's best for someone, and it's not my right to judge what's best for you. But my goal when we interact is to argue why what I'm arguing is best for me. And maybe that'll convince you that it's also best for you. And if we can't come to an agreement, that's fine. But these people who, on the other side, find themselves aligned with the biggest corporations to ever exist or banks or the 
most corrupt politicians, politicians that we all agreed were corrupt just a few years ago because of Donald Trump, now they're not corrupt anymore. It's crazy. It's the greatest lie ever told. Why would you want the person, even if they're both, even if they're both corrupt, and Donald Trump is even slightly more corrupt? What would Donald Trump alone, being fought by the entire establishment, do versus putting Joe Biden in, who we know? Is on the take. Well, just by looking kinda, at his record and his wealth. I was kind of having an argument with someone online, and if you voted for Joe Biden for president, I think you're, I, I think you're wrong in your, in who you choose to support. But whatever, it, it doesn't really matter. But if you vote for Joe Biden in the primaries. I think you're a threat to our society. <laughs> yeah, what were you doing? Because if you vote it for, like, let's say a Tulsi Gabbard in the primary, or you vote it for an Andrew Yang, and you're like, I think I'm a Democrat. Like, Joe Biden doesn't really listen to anything I have to do, but I'm going to go with my... But if you were, like, from the beginning, like, oh, Joe Biden. Yeah. I hate you. No. no. I don't hate anyone. No. it's We're, we're too far I don't gone. hate anyone. Frankie can speak for himself, but I don't hate anyone. And I believe... That there is a path towards unity for all of us, but it isn't through Joe Biden. There's no way Fuck that. that you're going to get me to be calm. I'll be calm, but you're not going to get me to be nice about Joe Biden. Think about what it would take for us to have unity. I'm going to be like, the. you know what I'm going to be? By the time we would get to having unity, it's too late. We're going to be, they want to string us up though. Let them. <laughs> Let them. But that's the point. Like, we're going to be here shit-talking until the day they come for us. Like, until they knock down my door but, and grab me by the neck and put but me they in, like, want a cell. It, but it seems like they want to do that. At least metaphorically. It, I don't want to completely misspeak. I know this is a misinformation podcast, but, like, was it not AOC who, like, introduced the idea of, like, we should put together a massive list of Trump supporters? Yes, yeah. so and they're can, still like, talking about that. Like, they're trying to dox, like, they're, CJ Pearson... You know yeah, who he is? Yeah. He's, an, he's a black Trump supporter. Yeah, young kid. Young kid. He's, very smart. Dude, he's a powerful speaker. Really like listening to that kid. He's got kicked out of the University of Alabama for going to the march. Like, that's crazy. We live in... Biz- it's like living in the Twilight Zone. Well, remember, Donald Trump... How is this happening in America? But it is. So everyone has to understand... asleep at the fucking wheel. It's crazy. But the people who aren't asleep at the wheel, who genuinely think they're informed citizens doing what's best for America, are there cheering it on like this were... Like this which were is fucking why, Rome. Which is why this I'm going to say crazy. this, and maybe, maybe this is wrong. <laughs> I kind of want us all to suffer. I want to suffer... So they, they have no, to suffer. I don't want I, that. I'm so mad at these I don't want people, that. man. I'm not I got over my anger. I get I angry online I for I fun. Can't. I can't, I can't, I can't. But it just it, Listen. That's the part, right? It's like it's we're we're cheering it on. It'd be one no, thing. We're not cheering it. It would be We're not cheering it on. Well mean you political are. violence. Mean you are. Listen. Political violence has to be absolutely avoided at all costs. No, hold on, wait, wait. Hold wait, on, wait. Hold on, wait, no, we're not we're talking about two different things here. Okay. I'm talking about this. We're cheering on the people. Yes. On the other side, are cheering on this. What's new, happening? What's this happening? Wave of censorship. So you did knock me off. You're. I'm, I'm sorry. Like I'm cheering on political violence. I'm I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to imply that. You but were. what I was saying is like, we're cheering this on. Yes. I, I don't. I was. I apologize. No, nah, it's okay. But to but to pivot a little bit, we should state the political violence has to be avoided at all costs because. In all instances, it's not worth it. Well, not at all. Look at what it's done. It, it, 
what happened? Think about all that has happened from Wednesday until Sunday. Yes. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Four days. With the storming of the Capitol in four days, think about what they were able to just get away with. They're Getting trying the president to off Twitter, banning conservatives off Twitter, deleting an entire platform that conservatives use. use. Yeah. What? All because one riot? Meanwhile, Twitter... Yikes. The things they say about Yikes. Trump supporters, like, I just don't think that... I just don't think that Democrats believe it. Oh, But do. the things that I've been called and have been said to me... At this point, like, I've just recently been getting pushback from my Democrat friends online about how angry I am and how I'm being nasty or whatever. But I'm done. Like, I can't explain. Well, like, I'm not going to be nice to you you're... because I've been brutalized for four years. And you just said and you're, now getting, I'm you're not angry anymore? Yeah. I am. I'm more angry now than I've ever been. And that's how we got to the political violence. And that's why it's not going to stop. But it has to. It, it's well, not going to. That's I know what you're like, saying. These types of things will continue. It's happening on the left too, though, and that's what I try and bring up when I argue with Democrats online now. Like this isn't isolated to just what happened at the Capitol, and it's better that it happened at the Capitol. It should political violence if it's going to take place should happen. should take place at the Capitol. Yes, it should not take place in a Starbucks. It should not take place in a subway. It should not take place on the civilians of this country. If you're going to be upset with the state, if you're angry at the state, you should go after the state. But I do not encourage anyone to ever engage in political violence. But the problem is, when you gather in mass and you're all really angry at a government you believe is truly corrupt, it's very hard to resist political violence. And they know that, and they want that. The ruling class of this country absolutely wants political violence because they are pushing for a second Patriot Act that clamps down not just on what you're able to say online, but what you're able to say to each other. They can't wait to be able to control what you can say to each other. And as soon as they can bring the censorship that they're pushing online into the real world, then it's game over because that is what they want. It's already a total game transfer. Over. It is already game over. But a total. We've said this every podcast. Welcome over. to that point in the podcast it's game where over. it's game over. Which <laughs> let's. I want to kind of switch real quick. And yes. like end on a bit of levity, even though this isn't levity. All right, let's just—we're done new, politics. No, no. Oh, the oh, new sure. topic I want to bring up is still politics. And okay, it's still good. dark, but I think it's really entertaining. Um, we can't fix it. Okay. Everything we complain about and talk about is unfixable. Okay. But positive. Like last it. week, we were in the car, and I asked you about like if you could start a country from scratch, what would be your government? And you brought up this fascinating idea oh, cool. that I want you to talk about. Okay. All right. Well, first of all, this kind of goes in hand with the – I am not a big democracy fan. That would get me called a fascist. But I'm also not a fascism fan. But there are better ways for us to govern ourselves. And I always thought if we were going to just improve our democracy, how yeah. would we do it? Yeah. How would you improve this And I've, I've pitched this to people over the years. So if you're someone who's I'm close friends with, you may have heard me suggest this before. But I believe that on every – Every year going forward in our democracy, we just have the anarchist option. Anarchy option. It's the anarchy vote. Yes. The anarchy. No, one, no one runs in the anarchy vote. Like, it's not a party. No. It is just an option. Yeah. You, you have, have option, one. Like, in this past election, it would have been Donald Trump. Yep. Joe Biden. Yep. Joe, Joe Jorgensen. The Green Party. Whatever. But then at the bottom, there's anarchy. anarchy. And if anarchy ever wins... What happens is every politician at every level of government in our society immediately loses their job. 
and each party's presidential candidate gets sacrificed to the to the country. They have to they are sacrificed. So you can't run for president unless you're willing to die. Yeah, to the anarchy. You can vote. lose. You can lose to the other party, and you're yeah, fine. You're fine. Then you keep living. Yeah, but if you lose to anarchy, guess what? You have to it's public execution. And that's not – I not, would never want that to actually happen. I'm just saying. It gives us the option. If we as a society think, get to that point – I think you – I know you don't want that. But like, and then you once, need that, right? Like you need – there are no stakes just for like our a, politicians. Yeah, just There's like no, a blow it all up button. Yeah, like, hey, you guys, we've let you fuck this all up <laughs> for too long. Let's just and start now from you're scratch. Pay, now you're going to pay the price. So Sorry. then in the four years where there's no one – two years because then the Congress will come up and cycle – but it's new. Everyone's new who's running. Yes. But in those now, this is I think the most fascinating part is in those two years before that Congress, that new Congress is elected. <laughs> you have to do it. You fend for yourselves. It's fend for yourselves. There's no government. <laughs> we just have to organize. I think it's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> and I know it's gonna. People are gonna say like, "Well, that's crazy," but like, it might work. And <laughs> is it really any crazier? It's crazy than, like, enough to, what we're to doing might now? work. No, because what we're doing right now is a banana republic. Yeah. We know this won't work. Yeah, this like, ends in bloodshed, like, which is terrifying. I don't want to live in this society, which is why I wanted to get out of the Northeast. This place is horrifying. This is a hellscape. What are we doing here? Thanks for making me move back up. Florida's there. worse. Not, not quite. Well, Florida's bad because, like, Florida's let's say bad. let's say we make make it through the next five years with, like, everything. Yes. Florida's probably going to just get swallowed up by the ocean <laughs> in the next five years anyway. Like, the hurricanes yeah. that rip through there just... The coastlines are just corroding rapidly. I think, like, the rainforest. Now, wait, hold on. You had... I think you had another idea, too. Okay. Oh, yeah. About the small governments act as, like, tribes. Yeah, that's not as fully fleshed out. But I like that one. <laughs> like, just, like, every town is its own nation, essentially. But we have one, like, military that we all kind of, like... More like Star Wars' because, Senate. Because you said, this, right, like... Yeah. The, the best form of government we have in this country is our township government. Our local governments are good. Local governments are good. Yes. For the most part. For the most part. There's some that are Even stable. local courts. Like... For the most part. So, just give... But, but I do like that idea, too. <laughs> just, like, let them do it. Yeah. Because no one else can do it. Yeah, so, like, every township... Guess what? You're a country now. Figure out your trade routes. It's going to be tough, but... You'll and then, they, they, then, over time... Then towns will figure out ways to work together that will eventually then become one town. Speaking of. And things will reorganize. I meant to say this before, so I'll say it now. Did you know Lakewood is not going to be a township anymore? It's a city. It's going to be a city? Lakewood City! Isn't that crazy? You're all from Lakewood City, baby. Because that their population is just... It, they're like, alright, we're, we're a city. Like, we can't they're so big and they're, they're, they're growing like crazy. Yeah, It's, it's good for them. Got anything else? I think that's enough. Yeah. Listen, it's not as bad as we make it. We're drama queens. No. Well, but think, if they start rounding us up, no, then this is please the understand time, your historical this context. This is the first time where like we sit, we've said this before. Like it's not it's not never as it's never as bad as it seems, but it's never as good as it, I think it's as bad as it seems. I might I think it might be worse than it seems. <laughs> no. Try not to get lose hope. There's always hope. Also, I said by the time we finish this podcast was going to be a close game. Nope. Brown's still just kicking the shit out of the Steelers. And I have Browns. faith that my Democrat friends want, you know, what's best for us in the long run. I don't. They Lost wouldn't hurt us. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> All right. Have a good night, everyone. Or day. Or week. See you next time. Play the score. Oh, wait. Check oh. out the Instagram. 
video. Oh yeah, um, if you follow me on Instagram or don't follow me, it's Walk the Frank. Um, you can follow me there, and on it you will see me and Sal posted a video of us talking about the riot as the night it happened. We'll try to do that more. Um, ignore my mic issue. I don't know why it was so bad going forward. I'm gonna try to fix that by plugging headphones and talking to that. But yeah. All right, that's it. Play the squirt bottle. Is that what you said? Play the squirt.
Test one, two, three. Like there. Um, so, what, do you want to start with the Dolphins? There's nothing to talk about with the Dolphins. The trade. Oh, yeah. I guess we should talk about that. We can talk right? about the football today and the Dolphins just to get started. Oh, Take this quick. coat off. Are you that what? cold? Because it's, it's going to make noise. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I'll freeze. <laughs>